good people of Los Angeles, good people out in the internet world that broadcast from Kamakura and Los Angeles simultaneously. This is the FBFC pod, a pod without borders. That's right. We are no longer in the backyard because the backyard has been purchased by a strapping individual who has $1.2 million to pay for our, uh, I don't know, our old playground, we'll call it. And we are now doing digital pods, but the pod exists as as promised. And today we cover the MLS jersey releases, the upcoming match at the Rose Bowl, which by the time this comes out will probably be the match that happened at the Rose Bowl. What life has been like thus far in Kamakura a little bit. Kamakura International FC. And of course, the newly launched Tea with Dwee's newsletter. We get into it all. We revisit each other. I miss my friends. I miss them dearly. But at least I got to see him on a digital screen near me. We hope you enjoy this audio wherever it's hitting you. Slim, you want to hit him with the warning? Hey, guys. This is usually where I throw in the disclaimer. But we don't have sponsors. We don't make any money. So fuck y'all. Love you. FCFC. FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. We're back, babies. Joining us from Japan is the bearded one, the Dweez. Good afternoon. All the way from Filipino town slash K-Town, the bearded spicy one. Josh Spice is joining us this evening. Someone sponsor the pod. <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid. And it's your favorite fat Korean. Guys, we're back. What's going on? You're in Japan, chilling waterfront side. Waterfront side. I am hot. A little hot. A little hot today out here. It's a February, cool February. Uh, morning outside but inside because we get so much sun on these windows i think it just cooks up the room so it's Mm. like a little hot in here otherwise i'm quite good i'm looking over at another hot scenery behind spice i see ao in like a sweatshirt in front of a whole bunch of merch making this like stone cold steve oxton mixed with Derek zoolander like face towards someone who's off the screen and it just looks like a stunning uh strapping gentleman that's staring back at me and that's even behind a stunning strapping gentleman who's in front of him josh spice we're here for the smoldering we're here for all the merch talks and we're here uh damn i had a really funny thing i was gonna say I can't remember. It's so not funny anymore. What the <laughs> fuck did you? What happened to you, bro? Yeah, like, I I had a great setup for something, and now I just have to be really <laughs> earnest about it. 
Well, I think we gotta we gotta pick up where we left off last time to fill listeners in who listened to the final backyard episode. That mm. backyard is now someone's one point two million dollar property. Um, maybe it's someone in that. Maybe it's one of our listeners. They just wanted to preserve the history of the backyard, and you know, we're all just waiting to get an email or a phone call to invite us back over. Uh, until that happens, um, please let's all avoid driving by that block so we don't have to look at the duplex that's going to go up in its property hey as far as i'm concerned we had a million dollar podcast okay look at that the <laughs> the market set the set the rate we said we didn't put our hopes and our dreams and our lives and our hearts into the grass of that yard <laughs> our voices are sewn into the very foundation of uh of yeah, they're that. gonna rip that foundation out and <laughs> they need to put some new structure into to boost up that quadruplex that's gonna go up there well, long long may our voices echo in the ears of the future residents who are paying $4,000 for like a tiny room each of whatever the hell that building becomes. But I think yeah, Sam we're... said he's going he's gonna to haunt them by his spirit's going to be tickling some butts um, <laughs> yeah, of the right. future residents of Bumbum. Do, do you stand by that, Sam? Are you going to be tickling from a distance? A, a little tickle and I might pull out a, a fucking butt hair just, just, just so they clench up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> A, a pluck and clench situation maybe like a a blow blow into the butthole for the tickle and then pull out a butt hair we're doing this remotely which is <laughs> 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 I hate you go on a jokes around with me dude Fuck no me. I, was, I was about to go i was about to say we're doing this remotely no nah, dude because... we keep talking about butts listen you still you're waiting for the second half of my comment we're doing this remotely, which makes it difficult to feel some of the impact of the butt jokes, but I'm doing my best to keep all puckers and tuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Four minutes in, it's already falling apart, guys. We're back. We are back. I, I want to know if you guys are ready to be back, and I'm not talking about um, the pod. I'm talking about the season. There's a game, you know, T-minus – four days away five days away at uh, the rose bowl what's what's the deal are you guys fucking hyped are you what are you, tell me about your feelings maybe you you can start spicy man yeah i was hyped until i saw the weather report and saw that we had to report at, for the buses at 11 a.m and so i'm like it's gonna be raining we'll be outside of that parking lot for close to five hours no <laughs> until they let us in the stadium no rain coverage. Um, we'll figure out a way, I guess. I'm wearing my anorak with the hood on it, so I guess that's my one one thing I can do for myself. Outside of that, man, honestly, it's it's weird, right? Because like, galaxy away days have always come with so much, um, so much, so much weird anxiety and pressure. And as leaders of an SG, like the threat of violence is always kind of hanging over our heads, and so we wanted to be clear of that. But at the same time it's the freaking Rose bowl and it's the season opener. Like this is the stuff of legends. Like this is the stuff as sports fans, all of us, we look forward to, we think about, um, I'm, I'm not thinking about Gil and Christian mentioning seeing the uh, a game at the Rose bowl in 94, right. To see their world cup kind of horizons broaden. And I'm like, can this be the next generation of great soccer first football memories for a lot of people. Mm. And also we're going to a hundred thousand seat stadium for LAFC like make no qualms about it no galaxy I don't care about 
what the what weird rose pattern they can stitch onto their their jerseys or not. We're going for LAFC, hundred thousand seats, man. So I'm hyped for that. I'm I might get a rose tattoo. I don't know. I don't know, man. Damn, that's pretty hyped. Slim, are you going to get Rose tatted up or what? You know, it's really hard to get hyped up after winning a (laughs) championship. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. I mean, I just also I've just been busy with like work stuff anyways. But I, I am definitely trying to get hyped again. I'm like going back and watching the videos and whatnot. Um. You know, watch the new clip or the players remembering the MLS Cup match on YouTube that they just dropped. And, you know, that, that got me a little more pumped up. Um, but I feel like it's just starting so big. I, It's kind of like once I get there, I'll, it'll hype me up. But, like, it's happening all so quickly. Like, MLS cup to world cup and then we had like two months of break and then now we start with the derby it's just like oh fuck like i'm not ready yeah starting with the derby is definitely different i mean compared to and basically... on neutral ground on yeah like like in a setup that the mls has never done and lafc and galaxy have never done it's just so many like variables and like the shitty fucking parking of the rose bowl like spice said the way like the the supporters are getting handled in the whole fucking fiasco of it all it's just it's it's a little hard to get hyped up for it with all the the bs that's kind of around it it's kind of like they're you know like we kind of feel like a whole bunch of gestures like all right you got to stay in your little cage until fucking we we release you to do your little dance you know what i mean mm. like it's just it, it kind of sucks the fun out of it where it's so just what time is the kick what time is the kickoff how late is the kickoff 5 30 yeah 5 30 or 6 p.m which is interesting right it's a it's a very california kickoff so california friendly kickoff it's not a weird 10 a.m which i'm thankful for uh but yeah i don't know it's slim i i feel like yeah, I'm trying to figure out why I'm so excited for it. I think it really is just like the scale of stadium. I wasn't at SoFi for the first one, um, for the 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 Liga Mickey's and MLS kind of um kind of rivalry fight there, but a little pop-up shop. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's cool, man. I mean, it's like I I knew about the Rose Bowl from like watching like Vince Young beat USC at the Rose Bowl, like and like with with a rose in his mouth, right? That's the kind of sexy stuff that I want, like. Carlos to do. And... You are so not from LA. Just that that's like a happy memory for you. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was happy. I say it's a, it's a memorable one. It's a memorable. I think Why I am kind smiling? of. <laughs> viewers, I'm not the listeners. I'm not smiling. This is an audio only um, format. Luis, how about you, man? Like this is like we're we're essentially going to the Stadio Olimpico of LA. Like what's like this is like a historic arena, historic stadium. What's that? What's all that history have to do with LAFC? And your feelings. And, and mix in also that you're gonna be getting the the Apple TV experience of it all, which is a whole new thing as well. Right, and and you know I mentioned this before we started recording, but I'm actually gonna be in Seoul, Korea, for that match, and I oh, potentially yeah. I potentially will even be watching it with uh, a good friend of the pod, Ben Chi. And so, yeah, they'll be like totally different, 
you know, across the world feels to the whole thing for me. And I think for him, I don't know how many opening days he's missed, but, um, you know, we're learning how to be part of a community from afar. So there's like, there's the personal part of it for me that's, that says like, okay, I'm going to be in this context that's totally opposite of everything I've known LAFC wise. I've watched a couple games from abroad before. And I know that like plenty of people when they travel, you know, they catch LAFC games. I think shout out Christian Torres. I think he like wasn't here for the, for the MLS cup final. I think he was out in Europe. And so he ended up watching it, you know, in his, in his hotel room from afar. And like, I just think there's, there's a way to still enjoy the match and enjoy your club and support your team. I mean, we've all done it with our English premier league teams, you know, from afar for all these years. But, um, in terms of the actual Rose Bowl, like, bro, like, you know, the the tea set that Josh has is from the Rose Bowl flea market, you know, like the the, the original tea with Dwee set, there's the there's the parade of it all, the the mystique around sports, but also like that particular part of Pasadena and Pasadena itself being like one of the older neighborhoods, if not like the oldest neighborhood in like the Southern California area in terms of like what we now consider like modern neighborhoods. I'm talking like obviously post-colonial like elimination of the indigenous population. But like, yeah, like Pasadena is an old town. It's an old part of like the LA area. And there's like, it just feels different being up there. Like I find it much, much more difficult, for example, to be, to like brush aside Pasadena as like not a cool place. The same way we brush aside Carson is not a cool place. Like Pasadena is dope. And like, you know, yeah. shout out to the, shout out to the luckies and um, other, you know, LAFC and sports things that have come from there. But like, to your point in the very beginning, Josh, about it being the host of the 94 world cup final, it being the host of the 99 world cup, women's world cup final, it having such a long history of soccer in the city. And of course, those folks who have, you know, been part of the MLS experiment in LA from the beginning, remember, you know, the Galaxy's first couple seasons at the Rose Bowl much more fondly than after they moved. So, you know, it's just a... Oh, I just... (laughs) I just turned. I just turned on. Could you hear that? I turned on some crazy music suddenly, um, on my laptop by mistake. <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, you know, this, these are just the wrinkles of remote recording that we're getting used to. But yeah, like, I think it's amazing. I hope that, you know, we've all seen the t- ticket prices skyrocket for LAFC Galaxy games over the past few years, and. How many of us have friends who are tapping our shoulders? Hey, do you got a you know spare ticket to that game? I heard it's I heard it's great. It's quickly become like the premier sporting rivalry in at least in MLS, if not like a lot of other sports in terms of an inner city rivalry and being able to go to those games. So I say hell yeah, like let's open it up. Hopefully there'll be a game at the Coliseum in the future. I'm definitely would have been going. I would have endured the bus with everyone, you know um and enjoyed that match so to all the people that are going i hope they enjoy it and i'll be watching that shit from the comfort of my soul hotel perhaps hey the line hotel by the way i'm staying at the line hotel not like the line hotel in koreatown which is even funnier i saw it and that's what caught my eye i'm like oh the line hotel but it's actually just 
another hotel called the line i'll be i'll be at the line talking to you guys from the line hey hey k-town with you indoor exactly. is kind of a fun word when you said endure the bus ride and sam i think this is my my pledge to you not pledge my prompt to you is to endure samuel cole slim coda the thick one for this season six to endure sam we are all in in much need of your your great wisdom and your your butt jokes. It's uh, hey, maybe it's, it's maybe it's season maybe it's season thick, you know, season thick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean once I get there, you know, I'll, I it'll I'll be right back in it. You know what I mean? But it's just all the build up to it. it just derby matches in general, like it's always the build up to it where it's just a whole bunch of stuff. But I know that, yeah, like once we're back with everyone ready to to take over, so we, I think there's about 70,000 tickets sold right now. Like 50,000 is going to be us, you know what I mean? So should be a fun one. Black it out real quick, do our thing, get the three points, shit on them early, do it again later. Now, guys, if you're, here, if you're hearing this right now, know that it's not Blackout LA. We're going back to our camo days. Everyone wear your camo for, for the Derby no, Day. Don't. Wear your camo bucket hat, camo good, shirt. Good thing that knowing us, this is probably going to come out after the Derby happens. So don't listen to Spice either way. Uh, <laughs> did the... Uh, fun memory. Did the... Did, did something happen where there's not going to be Galaxy supporters going? Is that a thing? That they're like uh, protesting the game, maybe that's, we'll see. That's what they're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. we will see how many, because you know, there's a whole bunch of people that aren't supporters. Because yeah, you know, right. there's a, their supporter section is not that filled up anyway, so they couldn't be the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's still gonna be plenty of fans that go, I'm sure, but plenty of fans to them is like not that much. Did you guys? You know, during this off season, keep a close eye on like what's happening with transfers with the team. Like, where do you guys stand on like watching the sporting side? I know we, you know, we lost some some legends in Chicho Arango and Latif Blessing, but like, you know, we don't do a lot of on the field talk. But I'm curious, like, you know, with the championship under your belt, are you like, are you more just interesting of JT than ever, or are you, you know, kind of looking looking at the season a little concerned with the way the roster is right now like what's your what's your feels on that I mean I think that as far as like our core guys not that much has changed right like our our midfield is uh, the summer I'm sure Sifu's going to be gone and there's probably a, a good chance that Palacios is going to be gone but till then we're okay it's just we're not I don't feel like our our um bench is as deep as it was last season yeah and with like the 50 60 matches that we're gonna have if we like do well in any of these extra competitions that we're in like then we're probably gonna get more people that are injured and stuff Mm. by the time we need them so i mean yeah like i think we need a little more depth for sure i think the additions will fit in okay i think buonga is gonna you know it's kind of going to be like Atuesta, right? Like Ilya kind of stepped in and filled that role like pretty seamlessly. And then I think Buong is going to do the same for Chicho. Um, as far as the energy guy, I feel, well, I feel like a is going to start. 
but if it does flip and Stipe goes and takes over, then then like that extra energy boost off the bench that Latif used to give, or Pope is probably going to give that now. You know, like I, I, it's just a depth side. We'll see if Aaron Long's slow ass can keep up with everything. Um, yeah. So you ain't you're not tripping. You're you're feeling good about it. Yeah, I mean, Danny Boanga is just a sexy, Oof. sexy man. And Buong, you think fucking... you think it's gonna take off this year, Spice? Buonga, 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 Buonga. Hey, oh, that's wait. gonna be my new my my new side my new signature. Whenever you introduce me, I'm just called Buonga, Buonga. And Denny is one of the most impressive uh, players that I think uh, LAFC has seen from from the jump. So super super hyped to see him. I don't know. I think the. The thing that kind of has lasted beyond all the player, you know, departures is like John Thornton kind of proved his medal. Like he earned as much as much time as you need. And this is a league with no relegation. So I'm like, yeah, maybe this is the maybe this is the season where you got to give up a couple of competitions. We've never I've never felt like we've had to do that in the past. But um it's kind of fun because like I'm hitting two conflicting ideas like of we're not where we need to be. This is MLS. Like weird things happen in the summer transfer market, but also we have John Thornton, like who has earned every, every ounce of patience for me. Like we were talking this time last year about being like, dude really hung his hat on, on the Trundillo thing. And he did everything, everything that was expected. So that's like, I mean, what more can you say about that, man? I, I think the man earned our time and our trust. And, um, it's weird, man. The you walk with a different, I think, a swagger and confidence after the chip, right? And uh, that's, I think, that's kind of what the patience is. Uh, it comes hand in hand with. What do we think of the rumors of him taking uh, the GM role for the USMNT? Oh, I didn't even know that was going around. I think that'd be a step down for him, dude. Like, what's? Uh, I what's, agree. Uh, why would you? Yeah. Why would you want to jump over into a, like a dysfunctional swamp when you're in a wonderful city full of greatness? It's true too. I do remember like asking, I think was it about Rich or Vince? I think it was from Vince when I was like, what are these guys' dream jobs? You know, like what's a Bob Bradley's dream jobs? What's a JT's dream job? Like if if uh Man United or Chelsea or freaking Barcelona tomorrow was like, John, we want you to be president of our operation, like leave America, leave LA and come here. Like, I'm sure that's the lore of some of the traditionally incredible clubs like maybe that pulls you maybe the money triple your salary kind of thing pulls you but i don't know i feel like in terms of like what he's done so far here it's it's pretty exciting man to have him on have him on our side yeah i also think that people overestimate the appeal of like the u.s national team positions you know like i think you recently had Jesse Marsh, who was at Leeds United. You know, he lost his, his gig and people talked about like, oh, would he go to the, it's like, if I, if I, if you're him, you're not thinking about that at all. You're thinking about like, where can I continue my club career at like the highest level? Like going to work for a national team, it's just, just, it, it's a, it's a less demanding, less intensive, you know, more, it's in a way you're more scrutinized because you have fewer games, but it's like, you have all this like, not doing much and a person like bob even like someone like bob bradley who really liked the day in day out training you know you don't get that in a national team level i guess if you're more of like a numbers cruncher like 
stats kind of dude who wants to like think money ball style it could be appealing but i get the sense that jt enjoys like the activity of it all and like being in the mix and so national teams everywhere i feel like are just less of a mix in some ways more pressure i don't think the u.s national team's jobs have very much pressure at all um no one really cares like that people like pretend to get mad but they don't really do anything so and the media is always soft on them so um yeah, I don't think he'll go to that. But yeah, to your point, I think he would definitely go to any anyone on our team in our front office. If like the right club in Europe came calling, I think that's the move that people would take. All right, well, put your season pass hat on and tell us what you think about the roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you had it right, Slimmy. I think there's a lack of depth in in certain positions. Um, but the midfield is. Yeah, the midfield's thin, but at the same time, like you guys have both been saying, I mean, you guys are you guys are smarter than I am about this shit. There's all these multiple competitions, whatever the hell League's Cup is, and like what that's gonna do to to the demand of bodies. Like, are we gonna push for you know the Open Cup and then of course Champions League, right? And um, you know, you get the sense that you can only ride your injury luck slash like fatigue luck for so long. And maybe you do have to pick and choose your battles a little bit. Um, you see it a lot with the European teams that we follow, right? Like our teams are always in a European competition and several cup competitions. And you can tell the managers are like playing with fire. I'm going to start like a bunch of B squad guys. If we sort of like skirt our way into the semis, maybe I'll like, you know, start putting better players in there. But I, I get the sense that, you know, as you guys do, like I trust, I specifically trust the JT and Steve combo because yeah. those, those two seem to get each other and they're on the same page a lot. So I think it would take a lot to like dislodge that trust at this point after what we witnessed last year. Um, but, you know, it remains to be seen how the straw, the squad will strengthen and how they'll fare. And that's part of the fun of watching the games is like, you want to see what these these guys are made of and um it's also the least it's also like the least closely i've followed a transfer window since lafc existed because i was moving and everything so like i Louise forgot taking part of the transfer window baby well i forgot i forgot spice that aaron long even signed i forgot that that happened until you said it i was like oh yeah he's like on the team you know and i didn't go to the preseason games like i usually do because i've been over here so um yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm looking forward to Apple TV, I'll be honest, because yeah. watch, watching games before from abroad was very difficult. So the fact that I can watch them, whether I'm in Korea, which I'll be this weekend, I'll be able to just whip out my cell phone. If I'm out, oh, wow. if I'm out, in, the, if I'm out in the streets at a Korean tea house and I want to just like sit down and watch the match, I could just do it on my phone, on, on my iPhone. And then, what you know, in a like few- 5 a.m.? No, it'll like be new. It'll be night? new. No, it'll be oh. new. Yeah, it's oh. perfect. So all the all the games, not all of them, but the bulk of games, MLS games, are actually at good times. They're at noon. They're at eleven. They're at one. Um, and so you know, when I come back and I'm in Japan, I can do the same thing. Like I I could basically have my lunch, whatever, and watch the game, right? Like I do. Like I used to do Champions League. It's like in the Champions League window for the U.S that's kind of what the window for MLS is when you're in East Asia. So I'm excited about that for sure. Like that's a relief because 
trying to get those games before was very hard and you had to find these streams and yeah yeah i mean i have a question for uh sam did, oh no I, have, I think my question was more like i think the apple tv thing is going to be huge for the league i think they they picked the right partner i think they're inventive and i think according to rich like they have some 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 wild plans to to really grow the the game also have you guys been hearing about how people are uh mls truthers are upset with the popularity of wrexham and how the documentary is like like why can you support your local essentially but going the opposite way of being like all these american fans who support like a, a welsh team now but i think for me i remember like the championship parade essentially but the parade happened around our stadium right in a, in in the in christmas tree lane which is beautiful that's i think how it should have been but like for what competition do you think is the most important or what combination of competitions are the most important for us to move from christmas tree lane parade ring parade to uh downtown la we got the buses coming through like what can grow the game here in la the most by being good at i think that's kind of where i'm thinking like is it ccl is it if winning the CCL and beating a lot of these Mexican giants, would that help the game in LA grow? Or is it just dominating MLS? Like, to keep on going with these runs on MLS. I don't know what the Nations Cup or League's Cup is going to look like, so I won't comment on that. But what do you guys think? Is is CCL more important to get LA on notice, or is it the continued MLS success? Slimmy? I think CCL probably because it puts you more on. I mean, if you get that, then it's what is it called? Like the league? the Club World Cup kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, club. Yeah, um, yeah. I think CCL is that next step. Like Seattle got it, so you know it kind of breaks that glass ceiling of MLS teams being able to achieve that. And I think you know, then we would want to go even further and, you know, because they got decimated or not decimated, but they didn't, you know, advance in the next stage. So, you know, that we, we want to be the best at everything. So I think that would be the goal. And I'm sure we're going to put a lot of, you know, eggs in the basket of um, CCL to start. So that's what's scary because we saw what happened with Seattle. Like their their actual season went to shit because they threw all the eggs in the CCL basket last season. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder I wonder if there's a way you can have a strong CCL campaign and then also do well in the league. 2020 was weird for us because of the disruption of COVID and then like the fact that CCL like resumed like way later on. Um, so we don't know. And I don't think we've seen well, we haven't seen anyone like win CCL and then have a good season because only one team's done it and they had a really poor season. They missed you know, mind you, the Sounders had never even missed the playoffs ever. Um, and their existence, and they they missed them the one year that they won the CCL. Um, yeah, I think it would be the CCL for sure, because that's the only competition that we're in that puts us against teams from other leagues and gives you a ticket, as you said, to the Club World Cup. If Seattle could have gotten through their first round in Morocco and played Real Madrid, I mean, just the optics mm -hmm. of being able to play Real Madrid and the, those scores get distributed to like every corner of the world. You know, when Real Madrid beats whoever in the Club World Cup final, there's no way that I think Seattle could have beaten Real Madrid. But, you know, just seeing them in the box score grows that grows the game. But what you, I think what you brought up, it's actually two different things. 
So like recognition on the world stage and like popularity in the US are still feel like are pretty separated. Mm. And that that disjointedness I think has a lot to do with the same reason people love Wrexham, which is that like we've probably talked about it so much that people forget that we can still talk about it is like without promotion and relegation, without the dream of going up and down, without like the the beauty of like the the ladder of the sport, it's very hard to have like the same level of and of course time right like that's the other factor is just how much time um elapses where like a team could go all the way down to the third division and come all the way back up or whatever but that's the joy of the Wrexham ride is like are these guys going to be able to get out of this division and if they get out can they get all the way to the top like that's what's fun about it that's like that's and you can't that's not a ticket MLS can sell that that ticket doesn't exist like that's not a ride you can take in American sports at all. So, I mean, I was at, you know, over this last weekend, I went to the J league opener, um, which we could talk more about, but like the beauty of going to that game was I watched Yokohama FC who are newly promoted, right? Like a supporter owned team that this is, I think their third time in J league one, but they're like always yo-yoing back and forth. Right. But they're this tiny club. And they were playing Nagoya Grampus, the team that Arsene Wenger coached before he uh, before he took over at Arsenal, after he coached in France. And that team is massive, right? And they have this huge following. And it's just like it's like these minnows, you know, this this Yokohama FC. This they had King Kazu, the fifty five year old player. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's on their books. He's actually currently on loan in the Portuguese second division but he's on their books at Yokohama FC. And it's just, it's so community. It's just community bleeding community, you know, like from ear to ear. And um, that's so compelling. Like, you know what I mean? It's so compelling. Even watching them, they were, they're not a good team, but like the fact that they could even like try, they lost one nil on the day, but like, that's like the, the part that I don't think MLS can offer. So, you know, I think, the the parades, the bigger parades, that's going to happen, I think, with time if MLS can continue to grow. But to to counter with the thing that Wrexham, the appeal of Wrexham, I think is just it's not even it's not it's not available for MLS that that whole appeal. So I disagree yeah, with the whole the support are, your local club thing. Higher. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, it's it's like like watching Squid Game without people dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's not fun. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. Like, and it's different. Like with like one of those smaller town teams. Right? I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but like, is is the town like fairly smaller? It's right. you know Small. when it's like that, it's not just about like a club. It's about like revitalizing a town. You know what I mean? Like, like, like raising up its economy. Like, yeah, the stakes are just higher when when the club's that old and it's tied into the community the way it is like uh, because the U S is just too new of a country to even have that. Like, and that's what we say. The only thing that's close to that, that has that type of history is like colleges and universities. And that's why like those sports or like fraternities have like their own rich history. You know what I mean? But it's not like that in, in corporate sports out here. It's all that's about a Benjamins. Good, yeah. That's a really good word for it. And as much as like, you know, we all follow LAFC. We've got friends inside, outside the organization. Like, it's a corporate, it's a corporate, like, we're playing in a corporate playpen, you know, yeah, with that. It's, and it's, it's, and it's, it's just different. It is different. 12, 
millionaires and billionaires like toy like they're yeah. not at risk of losing shit <laughs> exactly and i and i think that like even down to the stadium experience so i was reminded of this again at the j league game dude like you you could go in and out of the stadium you could bring you could bring stuff from outside into the stadium like all of the usual like you know corporate barriers that like we experience at you know our home stadium at LAFC were like not in play and all of these like much more like fun like imagine if the tailgate was inside the concourse that's what it was it was like people can just come there and set up shop as like a vendor <laughs> like you could just get you like know what that is it's it's a country that has too much freedom versus like a more controlled like mindset you know what i mean like this thing with americans like we're habitual line steppers yeah like habitual we, we line steppers. yeah we can't have in and out because someone will like bring in fucking fireworks or like you know what i mean or like a knife or a gun like <laughs> that's there's too much freedom here yeah, Dwee's corporations protect us, okay? Um, I don't like this slander that's going on. I love corporations. Sponsor the pod, anybody, everybody. Please clear. You want to facial recognition this shit? Bomb. Let's go. Sponsor the pod. We will we will vouch for your facial recognition tech. Um, it's okay, little off tangent, but this is the the football culture football club podcast. As someone asked me what it meant the other day, um, and I had to remind myself. But, <laughs> I watched the the Super Bowl halftime show, right? And um, I, what this is kind of weirdly sincere. I haven't been so proud of being an American in over a decade. I was like, this is what we're good at. This all this corporate nonsense to make spectacle. Nobody does that better than the U.S. of A. And I was watching a pregnant as Rihanna who. Didn't dance, but let's be real. Rihanna's thing was never her dancing choreo on stage. Like, it was always her incredible sexuality mixed with, like, the best pop lyrics in the world and her and her presence. And I looked at her kind of floating on stage with all the, the white bobbin guys next to her, and I was like, this is a show. This is a proper show. And ain't nobody in the world. As good. You're Maybe such a gimmick whore. All that shit was just stage production, bro. She ain't That's what I'm shit. saying. Give Fuck me the that. stage production, bro. The production Yo, value no. alone is what we're known stage for. Production, Give me the stage production. Amazing. Camera yes. shots, amazing. She, she burned like 78 calories during that whole performance, dog. I'm fine with that, bro. We don't no. need anybody to give to run around. Like, uh, no, nah, you I... haven't done anything in music in like five years. You better do something when you get the fucking Super Bowl show and not let Rocky's ass fucking knock you up like three months after you were pregnant. Rocky's little horny ass fucking ASAP the shit out that vagina. Fucking crazy motherfucker. You could have given her like six months, bro, like to fucking just get the performance off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Cristo, man. Were you expecting Rihanna to do the Bruno Mars, like James Brown, like nah, shuffle but through it? She yeah, she got to give like, a little more than this. that. Like, because that's the thing. It's not even like she's coming out with a new album or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like her fucking, like, peace out. I'm a billionaire. Like, it was supposed to be kind of like a mic drop, but you ain't even try. Brody, I you had a you had a hundred people fucking dressed up as sperm, like hopping or skipping onto the stage and shit. That's performance art, bro. Come on, they were they were great. She sucked. 
How dare you? She sounded great. I don't get screw. I don't want to hear about no vocal tracks. All you music cats, Anyways. screw you. I don't give a shit. The and you know what? Value. Koreans production do it better. Value. Watch a Korean drama and check out the product placement they do. Just so fucking abruptly in your face. <laughs> but on that scale, Sam, on the biggest stage of it all, I'm just like looking on at On the biggest stage of it all, she didn't do shit. Right, you know what nothing. I want you to do? The production watch value. The Prince, watch the Prince Super Bowl performance and then watch the Rihanna one right the after. And then. Uh, we're not the prince one was incredible my favorite super bowl experience of all time i've also had to sit next to fucking the worst people watching the bruce springsteen thing live okay all that stuff all that credit the prince one was the best of all time but this one was a reminder to me on why this country can be good sometimes is because the corporate overlords sometimes <laughs> hold on, less hold, enough. On, hold on hold on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're the worst. No, but this caveat went from why I was proud to be. It's like I realized why I was proud to be American ten minutes ago to now. This really reminded me why I'm proud of this country. Sometimes when the corporate overlords bless us, (laughs) sometimes they don't feel like blessing us. That's okay. That's their prerogative. They've deserved that because they're so so rich, and so they lord it over us. So Uh, I mean, this is all to say. Sponsor the podcast, whoever ran, whoever ran that. Um, you know, maybe it's Apple. Hey, I'm I'm gonna just be like, whoever needs the ring kissed, if it's Apple TV, I'm coming. Josh is coming with his lips puckered. Rihanna, I'm kissing the belly. ASAP Rocky with your horniness, I'm kissing you too. Shout out, shout out ASAP for for doing. Honestly, after seeing that, I'm like, wow. I really like ASAP Rocky, and I'm like, I was just so in awe of Rihanna, man. I was like, damn, she really is incredible. I don't know. I just like, I never really thought Rihanna needed to dance like that. Like, I never thought that's what made her great. What made her great is because her songs and the, the songs are just hit machines, right? Uh, that's all it is. four body rolls and like hung. That was, on a that was three, three, three more than we deserve, to be honest. We're, we we would have been okay with one. I and what, I'm, doing what, what I'm also, what I'm also hearing in this great de- debate between my co hosts is a, you know, a real appreciation for dance from Slim that goes, I think, under the radar for most people. Those of you who've not seen Slim dance, you are really missing out. And those of you who have, you can understand that his eye for choreography and the amount of effort required in any dance move is second to none in the LAFC universe. So if you ever have dance related questions, please approach our (laughs) beloved host with such questions. And uh, Josh, I've never seen him wiggle more than a whisker of his beard in my general direction at a comment that I made that he did was disapproved of. So, you know, he's not a dancer. So you're, you're talking about a dancer and a corporate, <laughs> corporate lover. A corporate whore. <laughs> I was going to go for that, but I didn't want to hit him with the head. With... <laughs> I can't even be a corporate dancer. I'm a corporate whore. No, you're guys. a corporate whore. <laughs> uh, just try- they pay you just trying and to- you take it. And you hey, pay least- them. Actually, you I'm, pay them. At least I'm and getting paid, it. bro. At least I'm getting paid. No, 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 you pay them and then you take it. I'm trying to get all of us paid right now, too, yeah, guys. Just because you want to do a couple more body rolls over here. You're getting pegged by corporate America and you love it. <laughs> I'm trying to buy the Bud Long House back with every fucking penny that we got. <laughs> it's and gone, just don't bro. Make pennies. The Chinese dude that bought it ain't selling it for nothing. He's rebuilding on top of that shit. <laughs> And on that note, I think we're going to take our first break. We've descended (laughs) into total madness. (laughs) And when we come back, we're going to talk about why Bob Bradley's getting the band back together in fucking Canada, eh? Damn, that was the illest sports 
radio fucking plug for the next segment. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, that was great. FCFC pod. This is the second segment, aka Josh Bice's segment. If you guys didn't remember, uh, this is actually the one where I lead the part of the discussion. And uh, per usual, I want to talk about clothes and I want to talk about kits and I want to talk about a little club known as Kamakura FC, where who has a new foreign correspondent for Kamakura yeah. FC? Yeah. Welcome, Alex Dwyer, to the pod. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Uh, Kamakura. Well, it's actually Kamakura International FC. Um, and yeah, you know what's interesting? They're like Wrexham, in a sense. They're in. They're currently in the sixth division of Japanese football. So they're a brand new team, maybe three or four years old. I'm just kind of getting familiar with it, so I'm not a good. I'm not a good correspondent yet, and the league hasn't started yet, so. But the crazy thing was, here's my here's my story, boys. I came to Japan expecting to have a little bit of a, you know, less involved football life as we as we all would. Like if anyone leaves L.A., like, you know, you're not going to be going to matches every weekend. You're not going to be like going to watch parties. You'll have a little bit less football in your life. Probably That's what I assumed. Sachi was thrilled about it. You know, shout out to all the partners out there who get down with their their loved ones and come to games but let's be honest there's a plenty of people who are who think it's a little too much you know they think it's a little uh over the top right so you know she was pretty thrilled about it we go out to a bar here in kamakura like early on and one of her friends like introduces us to this guy and he's like talking off the cuff about something different and then suddenly he's like oh yeah and i'm working on doing a sponsorship with kamakura beer and kamakura fc mm. and i'm like kamakura fc what's that and sachi's like no. Oh yeah, like my no. She's like, yeah, oh. like my my husband really likes soccer. I'm like, what are you doing? I thought you don't want me to like, you know, get lured back into the trap, you know. <laughs> Next thing I know, like I've got this dude's business card, and like all this stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll stop by, and I stop by, and I meet this, you know, and then like the next thing I know, I'm like way over my head involved already, and like, <laughs> I've already gone to like pick up at their at their stadium slash field a couple times, and like, you know. I, of course, like as soon as I go home to follow them on Instagram that first night, Josh is already following them. Josh Spice is already following this tiny six division club. Like that's the, I don't think people realize how deep in the bag that Josh is and how ahead of his time he always is. And if I'm going to give a corporate loving marketing maestro his flowers while you can smell them, the fact that he was clued into Kamakura Inter FC before anyone is just marvelous to me and he did so for good reason because their merch is outstanding i mean name a six division club that you know that's like <laughs> creating stuff better than most mls teams you know um you know they've 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 sort of taken that that design knack that a lot of like japanese brands have and we've seen with like the j league kits and they've done it in like a setting of a six division club who has like a semi-formal relationship with nike so they have like this really great kit and an incredible crest. And I walk around the city here and that crest is like advertised, like on all these businesses. It's really amazing. So good. 
Oh my yeah. god, I have to see it. I have to see it for myself. I mean, their their kind of tag or their their what you put on. Oh my god, the MLS jock tag. Their little phrase is the club without borders, right? And it really the the inter of it all, the international of it all, design being uh kind of an international language in itself. But I mean, these guys. If you guys haven't seen them on Instagram, they are I think uh, Kamakura underscore Inter underscore FC, and like they, I mean. First of all, they make better kits than everyone with the Nike blanks that we all can access. But also they're doing like kind of stranger, like uh, cut and sew pieces with like denim shirt, chambray shirt with like uh, Kamakuro FC uh, crest, like embedded, like very tastefully into near the collar. I'm just like things that um, for any design heads out there, I was th- thinking about the Nike uh, soft net collaboration for fc bristol which is also another japanese kind of project but i think that's what you're what you're talking about where they built the narrative around this like six division team of of this fictional club that exists in like the fringes of soccer but they're just the most stylish folks in the world and turns out like kamakura inner fc is actually doing that for real life i think about uh kante and his friends um, they're doing something called Team First, and it's just a group of Korean models who also play soccer and are kind of co- kind of have a have a semi-pro relationship with Nike, where they get free gear and they shoot like lookbooks constantly at all their games. Like, why can't this thing that's why can't this game that's over a hundred years old look like this on the fringes, but also like in our everyday MLS wear is is kind of what I'm getting at. So so it's so wild that you're there and living and thriving amidst it um it's actually kind of the simulation of it all because now i know that something's wrong because sachi is why are you acting like a hypocrite sachi all of a sudden huh you go back to no. the motherland and <laughs> soccer is uh soccer is the gold the golden child wait we can't start throwing sachi under the bus on the pod because she's never listened to this pod and she probably never will so i just feel like it's too far out of earshot you know we gotta like hit her if we're gonna if we're gonna critique her we've got to critique her um I'll leave you Barely. a voice note letter, Sachi. I'll text you. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, man. I think what you just said is really apt. With like, you know, those of us who like love this sport and love the culture, like a lot of times we have our allegiances for sure. But there are, you know, there are so many avenues of this sport, as many avenues as there are like countries in the world and as many cities, even in that sense. And I'm always just fascinated by like how the culture of a city can be reflected through their club, right? That's what we do at LAFC all the time. And um, you really get, you know, again, not to like, in a way, in a way, it's actually not bashing. The, I was going to say not to bash the corporation part, but like, it's a way of like, interacting with the corporation or the commerce part, like in a way that's, I think, more interesting and like, leads to more creativity rather than less creativity, which is that, you um, you know the sixth division club. They were the seventh division last year, mind you. So they've they've already, uh, you know, got promoted once. So maybe they're going to be marching all the way up and will one day reach J League One. But for now, they're like completely content to just be this like really community driven club in what is a very culturally important place in Japan, but nowhere near large enough to support like a sports team at scale, right? Um, and so they're trying to find ways, interesting ways to like uh, integrate the things that they feel pride about, about their city with what they want to like approach the world through the world game. Right. So it's almost like in LA FC, it's like the world city in the world game. It's, it's almost like it's Japan's like it's Japan's medieval capital 
trying to like retell the story of its own cosmopolitanism through football. And that's very interesting. And it's, it's a history I'm only now learning about. And like, I don't have enough, enough uh, experience yet to speak on it. Like, super intelligently nor do i have, have i met like the owners of the club quite yet although i feel like that's just around the corner now um but yeah they're the whole thing's so dope like it's so tight and like to be able to go play fucking to go play pickup with these guys like they've got kind of like an adult team that they play and they like let me hop up on and like play with them this past sunday was a ball you know i don't speak my japanese isn't that level yet but i do my best you know and it's great so I I'm thinking of how I can benefit from this, and I'm looking forward to the free gear, <laughs> the pennies, the Nike pennies, the the kits, so the chambray shirt. <laughs> well, one I'm, thing one thing that's here merch wise that's really cool that they make is they make a uh, amori, which is like the little the little like statues that you get from a temple, like a Buddhist temple that has kind of like a fortune or like a, a, a lucky something inside. They actually make one of those for the club with the club's like crest, not mm -hmm. just like a cor not just a corny, like stamp it on. They like designed the whole pouch to be of this crest, which is like this really interesting, they call it like evolving marble. It's this like kind of dark blue and gold um, swirly looking crest. It's a very unique looking crest. I dig I just it. looked it up. Pretty cool. Yeah, but they put that on like a little, you know what I mean. So they're coming up with all sorts of little doodads, and I think it's great. And I think that you know whether SGs or the clubs, we can all benefit from like watching interesting, you know, ways to do it. I just coming here to Kamakura, I had no idea that it even existed. So imagine my surprise when like this game, this game that I love, like it follows me wherever I go, and there's no hiding from it. And I, that part of it's been a relief too. Oh, just wanted to add one separate thing on that same note. The reason we went to J-League opening weekend wasn't even me as well. It was because my niece was playing clarinet in the in the opening, like, you know, performance of Yokohama FC. She's just, like, out there with her school band. And so, of course, Sachi and, like, my sister-in-law, like, my little nephew all I wanted to go. It. So I'm like, here I am. Like, I have nothing to do with this. You know, I didn't even, like, conspire to sneakily go to the J-League opening weekend. Like this game just has a way of That's like so pulling weird. me in. We were over at her. We were over at her parents' house, and my niece was like, "Yeah, you know, if you guys want to come watch my performance." And she's like, "Where is it? Oh, it's at this like J League soccer game." And Sachi looked at me, and I just started <laughs> laughing, dude. Like, of course. And so I brought my oh. little net. I brought my little nephew into like the the supporters stand. They were so nice to him. They gave him a scarf. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I love I love this game, man. I I really do, and I think what was so cool about LAFC going so often is that you got used to everyone. Right. But we all forgot what it was like to go there for the first time to be like a new person, a new person in yeah. there. Yeah. And like to, to sort of get that first exposure and sort of watch my little nephew, like get Experience like it. dude and like start singing the songs. And this is the last part of the story that I'll say. And, and is... mad love to your niece, but like the clarinet is the most useless <laughs> instrument of all instruments. Go on. Yeah, dude, he started screaming. My little nephew, 10-year-old, he started screaming and, like, getting really into the game. Um, and he he actually screamed so hard and he, like, clenched his tooth. He, he His tooth fell out. He, like, lost a tooth because he was – I mean, I think it was loose. You know, he's, like, 10 years old, whatever. He's, like, losing his teeth. Dude, like, and, 10 is when, like, kids start becoming humans too. So that's, like, going to become a core memory for him. That's yeah, so he lo so this fool lost his tooth, like, while, you know, screaming at <laughs> screaming at the field. And I just thought it was, like – 
was a really beautiful day. And you might have either just changed his life for the better or ruined it. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> maybe we're all better off not knowing this, but whatever, dude. The three of us were under this spell. It's too late for us. So you know, what are we? And, what, and stay, what, staying on kits and stuff too, Spice. Like, um, I mean, all right, go go grab your charger real quick. But like, uh, Dweez, have have you taken a look at like all the new kits that have come out for the MLS? I have. And of course, dude, in my LAFC history of kits, I almost never like the kit the first time I see it. Like almost never. Right. I think I liked the very, very first kit, but I remember like feeling like about the logo. Right. Like remember all of us thought it like looked like literally looked like a play button. Like, you know, it was, it was a play button, the YouTube, the red, that was hard to look at, but I, I never remember looking at a kit in a photo and being excited about it in LAFC, including the last one, the five year strong kit. I was never like, I never looked at it and was like, this looks great. I've always been like, Ugh. and this year is the same. Like I saw it and I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, really? But I have a feeling if I saw it in person and now that I'm seeing people like post themselves with it, that it's actually like kind of dope. And it has, it's like, it has its, place you I, know i think that if we didn't have the star above it like the la without the crest would look weird as shit like like practice like kits but that little star saves it. i'm kind of a, i'm a fan of the of the no crest that's like my least the least thing i was concerned about it was more like the color obviously like you know so basically you're saying you hate the 42 originals no i i think it i think they <laughs> wow. should have been wow I think they should have embraced the the, the green, the green like further if they're going to go green. It's sort of like this in between green. But again, like I don't know because I've only seen it in pictures. Like, and everyone says that, right? But it's really how my experience have been. In normal years, when I lived in Expo Park, I would just walk over to the I would just walk over to the HQ and I would feel the kit in person and like touch it on days that it wasn't busy. Um, but what's you guys' take on it now that you've seen it in person? Do you do you feel strongly one way or the other? I still haven't seen it in person. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I still do have to see it in person to like really have a decision on it. Um, but you know, I think that that green shade that you were talking about is probably because they were going for like a smoke thing because that was the whole theme of it. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate that that they're trying to you know go with our theme. Like if anyone's gonna have like a smoke theme kid, it's gonna be us even though, you know, they're real fucking strict about pyro and shit. Um, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just kind of like, cool. I, I, like, when I first saw it, because it leaked a while ago, I did think it was a practice kit. Um, Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on this place? Yeah, I think my only fear around it is that uh, without the crest, and I, I, I get why they don't do the crest, it's their Adidas is like trying to move forward with this in a lot of ways. Like as you guys have seen, the Adidas logo itself has lost the Adidas type underneath, and that's kind of done this really flat design, which is pretty modern, I'd say. But uh, yeah, it looks like I mean we're also like in a culture with like the jersey is like a really big thing, right? Like it's like a cheap version of like a t-shirt and a jersey together when you can't afford the real jersey, and it kind of without the crest, it feels a little like that. But um, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be. I think of is this a more memorable kit than our season two away kit? Do you guys remember that? The concrete, the block by block or street by street one. 
And I think it is. I think we'll look because I don't feel like no one wears that one ever. You know, um, we I think LAFC didn't really play with that one, uh, play with that one on too many times either. But yeah, this one you definitely can't ignore. And I think that's better than being boring. And so it's not I really did like the five year strong kid. I thought it was like a really nice kind of homage to it. And I love a center crest hit. But yeah, I think this one will be more memorable than forgettable, which overall net net positive. But am I crazy excited about it right now? Not too sure. I don't think so. I think that's a really good point. And of course, Spice is the one to, to predict our fashions into the future. Prophecy, prophecy, so prophecy. Vain. But but no, you're absolutely right. Like if all the kits are like kind of black and either white, gray or some other shade of that, like you're switching between these two color waves. Like mm-hmm. at some point, just like we see people buy merch, you know, from the team store or make stuff that's that's something else just because you want to mix it up. Like I could see a green, especially this shade of green, like going on for like a long time into something that people wear just because it's so distinctive. So that's a gamble because in the present, it probably shocks people. But I think you're right. In the long run, um, it could be like a kit that people wear because it's so distinctive. And I, I actually like this. The smoke design is is the part that I fuck with. I think that's great. And I actually like mm. the minimal the, the minimal parts you mentioned about the logo, the Adidas logo and the crest. I don't mind that. Um, it was just the green, like the, cho- the choice of green and that like, I kept thinking in my head, man, if I put black and gold together, like the smoke in the stadium, like, does it ever really look that green? Like, it doesn't really look that color of green, right? Like, I've got to be kind of looking at it at the certain sun angle through like a refraction of pollution to get to like the green that I'm that the kid is. But I thought originally my thought was like, why isn't it just a kind of like a dark gold smoke color, like how it actually looks in the stadium. But I'm sure there's all sorts of like, color restrictions that they can't do and maybe like we're talking about probably could ask someone like ac this but they probably wanted something distinctive in the in the green you know maybe that was part of the intention yeah, yeah. and like unfortunately <laughs> shout out the stoners unfortunately i feel like the agro masculine nature of a lot of our of of our fandom and and a lot of sports fandom in Indian state side i think everyone wants an excuse man to wear some colorful shit and like black and gold is super sick but like i feel like if your sports team wears pink on the regular or your sports teams wears powder blue on the regular all of a sudden you got an excuse to try a new colorway you know i wear a lot of black in my everyday life but i i think uh when you have a team that you love like wear wear some some color that's really out there you're like oh shit Maybe I'll look at it again. So who knows? Maybe that smoke green will actually pop off in a new way. But yeah, overall, I think it's going to be remembered, which is important. You know, that's I think that's what you want from a, from a kid. I'm curious as the corporate overlord, though, what do you feel about the Ford, the Ford sponsorship? Are oh, you does that, does that like make you, 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 you do love it? What love what do it. you love? Tell me about your did it matter? Is it as any big, big car company you would have been cool with? Or is it you? kind of fuck with Ford itself. Yeah, I mean, I think the big car company works. I mean, I've there's iconic kits with uh Hyundai as a sponsor, with Toyota as a sponsor. I think even like the Juventus Jeep kits are really beautiful in my opinion. But I think the Ford, um the the kind of logo that's in it like the way that it's like centered in that circle, um, that classic Ford logo is circular. It's meant to be placed on as as a logo hit right and i think the way that it hits on the sleeve is 
kind of conjures up like it's it looks like a very like pristine like uh what you'd put as like a champions league patch or something right but it's a brand so it's one of the better ways i feel like a brand can really um be cohesive with an overall design is if your logo lends itself to being look good on different things like i remember in like marketing class or design class people would like make a logo and put it on a business card next to a coaster next to like a resume and see how it all looked next to each other and a Ford logo of being as iconic in that script, but also in that oval shape, you could put it on anything and be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty classy. So yeah, I think uh, it's a nice touch. Loved. Oh my God. The Apple TV logo. I'm, I'm dying guys. I love it so much. I love <laughs> Apple TV logo. The little hit's so tasty. Just give me a little, you know, a little, uh, the little ikashim, a little. It's little, actually uh, it, It's color. making me so happy to to hear you get so excited about logos. I feel like I I now do want to hear more from your logo talk pod. You know your sports oh. marketing pod. Give us give us some more. Give us some more. I, uh, so yeah. who had who had the? Are, have you taken a look at like the all the new kits, Spice? Yeah, I have. I I think. Uh, so so who's yeah. who's who did it right? Who did it wrong? I mean. Did it right again, I'm, and I'm I'm afraid to say this makes me jealous, but like, I can't believe the Sounders right after releasing a Jimi Hendrix kit are going to go back to back with a Bruce Lee kit. Like, it just like, and sh the design is fine and all that stuff, but I think they did. Uh, I was trying to really poke holes that like, hey, this doesn't really honor Bruce's legacy because I'm a little dick like that, you know. But I just like, good lord, like they really I think did a good job. Dick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, edit that out. Kind of point, kind of point. But uh, yeah, but man, the Bruce kit was that's gonna be remembered the same way that the Jimmy kid's gonna be remembered. Uh, I think the Jimmy kit was better though. The Jimmy kit is better. The Jimmy kit yeah. is better. But also, like, talk about a weird line. Why are they dressing us up like a fucking like like Chinese New Year envelope, Lunar New Year envelope? Sorry, woke people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love yeah. money bro you don't love the lunar new year uh, design bro it's just, um, it just a lot bro it's a lot let me hey do we do this a little live i the ones that come to mind unfortunately are like i did like just, uh what what uh what austin did because it reminds me of like that digi camo stuff that man united was doing a couple years back it's new it's kind of weird really yeah i, I think it's gonna be was ugly as fuck they look like fucking like fucked up like deconstructed barcodes, dude. But like, you'll remember it. <laughs> That's what I love about it, man. It's just like it's like weird because like this is my problem with stripes on kits, right? Like Atlanta United ran into the same problem. How many times can you reinterpret that the red and black? And now like they're like going back. Oh my god, we brought back the original number of stripes we had, and I'm like. So you just went back to what you did from year one, and that's like your brand, your brave new design. Like, give me something fire, give me something new. So I like that reach for it. I wanted, I fucking all of our rivals, man. Portland, I do love that kind of Glen Plaid look. It reminds me of like the Man United Scot Scotland kit um, that they did when uh, Robin van Persie won the won the league for us a while back. Um, that's memorable. I mean, this is what this is the darling, the the apple of everyone's eye right now. Like you guys. Do you guys love the Galaxy Away kit? Like everyone else is loving it. Can you guys be objective to be like, oh, that's cool, or are you guys finding some, some, some ways to kind of to, to sneer at it still? That's that people are saying that's one of the best kits of MLS history is what I've been reading about. I will say they went full pander with uh -huh. their with the theme, with the design, with the marketing plan behind it. 
a whole lot of copy and paste from LAFC's past campaigns. But their execution of the kit, I I can't hate on the kit. It's kind of nice. Yep. Still a bunch of bitch-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Climb in, you bitch-ass hoes. (laughs) Climb in. The hashtag Clyde in podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Clyde in podcast. Uh, may long may he reign. Also, I'm looking <laughs> at this F- FC Dallas kit. You see this with the flame embossed on it? It looks like a crazy like uh, Japanese kit. Like what? But awesome. Go for it. Like I don't know why that makes sense, but it makes sense for you guys. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. My top level of thoughts. Kid talk, baby. Logo talk. Listen to my uh, podcast, Logo Talk. It's on NBA branding and basketball. Just kidding, guys. This is FCFC. And I am here for no. Everybody. You can promote it, promote it, promote it, promote it, promote it, promote it. Yeah, dude, we're we're once a month now. Promote whatever you want, you piece of shit. We've been doing no. it the whole time, anyways. Can I can <laughs> wait, I say the one wait, the one that? Well, go ahead. Huh? I know. I was gonna ask what he thought about like the Minnesota and Chicago ones because they went a little crazy. Hey, I can. Uh, if I'm being consistent, I love a center center crest hit. So Chicago Fire, shout out Jake Payne. Our good friend Jake Payne yeah. of Black Fires, Chicago, um, was the model. model one of the resume. Model ass, model ass dude right there. So I think it looks cool, uh, especially on a kit that's been so white in the past, like having like the colors straight up right in the center of it and actually giving it some pop. I liked a bit. Uh, what, what, just, what was the first one you said? Minnesota? Yeah, the Northern Lights one. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's just, crazy with it. Yeah. Maybe you like that one a little bit of me, but I gotta look at it again. Yeah, you're right. No. Yeah, when, when I, like I go it. when I go with colors, I go crazy. But yeah, yeah. I usually just wear black and blue. This what looks like a... I was gonna say the Nashville away looks kind of dope. And it has yeah. like a Johnny Cash tie. I'm not like a Johnny Cash fan and I don't know much about Johnny Cash, but I kind of like when I zoomed in on it, first of all, it has like the logo hits look good. Walker Zimmerman's they got the one who's modeling it. But they have this like Johnny Cash like grabbing the, yeah. you know, yeah, it's kind of dope. Like I this like might it. be this might be the best kit that I saw of this batch. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I like when people kind of like take chances too. But I find myself thinking like, would I actually wear it? You know, and I, it's so hard to answer that question because I'm a LAFC person, right? So I can't see myself wearing any of these kits, and so it's impossible not to be biased uh for me but the nashville the nashville one is like pretty clean of course i like the story behind the bruce lee one the trim of the of the uh the galaxy one just the 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 collar and the sleeve that's like where it's good i don't know that the the color waves are particularly like outstanding or terrible they're kind of neutral but the the it's the trim that that did it um and then, yeah, I don't know about the the Yeti one or the the Austin one, and the Montreal situation that they don't have one yet. What was the deal? What what was? Why? I didn't hear about that. What was that? <laughs> I saw something like very flashed by my mind about like a native rights group who were gonna sign off on like a messaging that they like or a logo design that they like didn't. It was very like deep. The reason for it not like being released yet, but um seems That's a little funny, strange dude. yeah what if uh if lafc let's say year eight did what seattle is doing now with uh the jimmy kid and the bruce kid or even what nashville did with jimmy cash wait johnny cash 
Mm-hmm. What what who who's the LA icon that you based the the kid after? I mean, I know most people are going to want to say like the Kobe kit, right? Like the somehow you could do like a Lakers kit, but I don't know. That's a good question. LA has like too many. There's like too many iconic personalities and people from here for me to like hit you with one right off the top of my head. Um, give me give me a short list of musicians. Let's say let's 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 really narrow it down to you got to be born and raised in LA and you made your bones here in LA as a musician. Give me give me a top first five. One, first one that pops out at your head is probably Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, but like I don't know how you make a Snoop Dogg kit. Paisley print, what? baby. Yeah. Oh, Paisley, Paisley. Paisley. Yeah, good good point. Good point. Yeah. Like obviously rap, I mean, if you're doing a hip hop or a rap one, then there's several good artists to choose from. Maybe Snoop for, this, is the- for the sake of all my heavy, heavy metal and punk rock guys that are gonna hate me saying this. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, let's see. Other musicians... Um, I feel like if those rock guys were to come together and maybe find some agreement, it might be something like Adores. The, mm. the you know, Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison kit. Yeah, Jim Morrison kit. Something psychedelic-ish. Uh, in that lens, we could probably tap Max Beros and and Vince Larosa for that one. Hashtag hire Vince. Hashtag hire Vince. Um, yeah, those are some that come to mind. I mean, I'm like, I'm not ever a good person to ask about stuff that is meant for mass appeal. You know, like I don't know mm. what I don't know what a lot of people want. Like my interests are pretty narrow. I don't, you know this is why I don't think I would succeed in marketing and why we don't have a sponsor for our podcast. You know, <laughs> I don't like staying in a lane. My interests are kind of weird. I would, yeah, fuck dude. If it's just like up to me, I would make a, you know, the, the low end theory kit, right. You like the, like that, Ooh. that, that direction. And you get some flying Lotus vibes in there. You get, you know, there's, there's like a lot to push in that, that lane for me. I would even do like a Kendrick kit, but I mean, come on, these aren't, this is this is my fantasy, not like my fantasy for everyone. I don't want to. I don't want the burden of deciding for other people what's good for them. What would you pick, Spice? Would you, whether it's L.A. or, I don't know, whatever you would. What would you? you what would be fun for you to make a kid out of? What iconic figure? Uh, you know what? Staying true to my marketing roots. Let's go, Walt Disney kid. Not playing, guys. I'm not gonna just just a fucking Walt Disney kid. Let's do the low end theory kid, man. Let's do an FCFC low end theory kid. What's stopping us? It's not like low end theory like is around anymore no. to really sue us on anything. Like, just put put that shit that uh the what we love on on the kid, man. Speaking of low end, speaking of low end theory, the guy that ran at Daddy Kev, shout out to Daddy Kev, uh, for so many years. He started something new called Scenario. I think I recommended it on the pod like a little while back. But he actually did his first scenario. And they used to do low in theory in Japan like every quarter. And they just did their first scenario in Tokyo the other week. And I was a responsible adult that night. And I found out about it. And I said, you know what? I've got work in the morning. I'm going to go to bed in Kamakura and not go to Tokyo and party like a maniac. And I don't regret it. <laughs> adult, adult Dewey, adult Dewey, trying to find peace, trying to find peace, trying to find peace. Peace, 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 peace. But what, uh, yeah, what would be spice your like? Is there is there like a figure there that you'd love to to do a 
kit of like a even like a filmmaker like a quentin tarantino or a scorsese kit like mm. you know what i don't really fuck with tarantino like that anymore because he dis he, he keeps on dissing big daddy bruce uh in his own weird way so i'm thinking i'm around like uh yeah, maybe it is like an LA director, man. It's a director who's like from. Why am David I David Lynch? About... The da- what about the Dave yeah. Lynch kit? There's a kit. For Just you, weird as shit. Bro. Oh my god! Like really twisted, fucking. Mahalan Drive. The, the yeah, Mahalan yeah. Drive kit. The Mahalan Drive kit. Okay, there we go. I just came up with it. Sorry, it took a little while the for bl- you to like. Hack I want to do. Brain. I want. I want to do the Blood and Blood Out kit. Is that possible? Can we? Can we? Uh, get get a little East LA blessing here. I feel like this is one where we need to call. Ben Bajil Jack on the pod and get him talking about some some film director kits. I bet he could come up with something real nice for LA scene. You could do like Heat, Heat the kit. That's you've seen Heat. You you've seen Heat, haven't you? Spike? I, you have, could heat. I have. You could do you could do Heat the kit. What else? That's is... my idea. Yeah, I can't uh, think of, like because the thing with LA is like so many people that get famous out here are transplants. <laughs> what why do i keep on thinking about lana del rey <laughs> yeah, i think because she's from here and she still stayed here Wait, really i thought is... she's i thought she's east coast isn't she east coast lana del rey i thought she was born in the valley or something dude am i tripping who knows we're a club without borders a pod without borders over here you know we don't gotta be so what's what's our borderless next segment is are we still doing a little tea time do i need a yeah, little snack we're gonna do a little tea time, yeah. Should we should we clap it out and we get to our next segment? We've uh yeah. we've ran out we've ran out of kit juice. Yeah, yeah. I was going good for a while. Now I'm like fade. So yeah, for <laughs> listeners, All right, submit your kid request. Get it. Get your snacks. Get your teas. We're gonna be right back. Ready? Break. Bye. back with SCSC pod see you with dweez we're over here sapping people's enthusiasm sapping it up sapping it up we're trying to de-enthuse the world can we make everyone a little less excited we sure can and here's how we're gonna do it guys one teacup at a time you know uh i don't Ah. to brew me tea anymore this is terrible Come on over and I'll brew you some. I mean, I'm going to come to LA and visit twice. So I'll brew you tea when I come. Um, for sure, I'm coming in May and I'm coming in July. But until then, I do want to promote my other podcast, guys. My other podcast is a newsletter. And my newsletter is called Tea with Dweez and I started it. And Spice, Spice subscribed. Thanks, Spice. You were the first, you are the second paid subscriber. Shout out to Ben Bajilajak for fucking setting up. And I was like, God damn it, people are actually going to pay me for this shit? I'm screwed now. Now I really got to write every week. Um, yeah. No, but yes, in all seriousness, I started a newsletter. Well, it's like a, what's called Substack. It's like a newsletter subscription service. You maybe have heard of it. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's T plus, you know? like apple tv plus but t plus it's just t plus whatever else i got going on and um no it feels good though to be in, in all seriousness to be like writing under my own name for the first time consistently wow. in like 10 years you know because i've always been ghosting and i came over here and 
I wanted to share shit that I get excited about. And these are things that Slim could never make me unexcited about, no matter how hard he tries, you know? <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an enthusiastic motherfucker when it comes to things that I really like, so. I am a cynical piece of shit, so what's up? <laughs> Those are just to cover up his own true jump out of his skin enthusiasms that he has for various things you know he just tries to play it cool but deep down he's like oh, i can't wait to watch the next episode of so-and-so korean drama but i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i'm just a contrarian guys <laughs> i'm just a bit of a contrarian yeah a big big old cunt that's what you are <laughs> <laughs> oh man so today hey, that's today's today's tea i should say is a yame green tea from Fukuoka Prefecture. So there you have go. You, have you been drinking more green tea since you got out there? No, it's kind of hoji cha season. So technically, I guess hoji cha is a green tea, but it's a roasted green tea. And then it's cold out. And like, you know, this time of year, there's where it's like none of the new teas are ready yet. People like just roast that shit. And it's hoji, it's just hoji time, you know? That's why hoji, my dog is just killing it out here right now, you know, with, with everybody. Yeah. Is, yeah, is hoji loving it out there? Yeah, he's loving it. My plan to introduce him to the neighbors when we move into this new place, the real estate agent recommended that we go around and introduce ourselves. So I'm going to bring Hoji in one arm and a bag of Hoji tea in the other arm and be like, this is my dog, Hoji, and this is some Hoji tea for you. Um, I'm your new neighbor. Please just let me know if there are any problems. And that's was marketing. Like, no, I thought you was like, that's that. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's on, that's on brand. You once yeah. told me that. So, when I, when I started said. Hoji, Hoji. When, yeah. <laughs> when I when I first started trying to integrate back into the internet a couple of years ago with like social media posts about tea, Spice was like, "This is so on brand," and I was like, "You're right, Spice," and that's what led me to this moment. So I'm just trying to stay on brand as much as I can, you know. Boy, you growing out a, a Hoji on your face right now, dude. Your beard is impressive. Do you guys want me to tell you the story about the guy that approached me with? about my beard yesterday because i will share it <laughs> Tell all me. right so spit on it here, so so far in my two months nearly that we've been living here you know that first month or so we traveled a lot which was like in okinawa and then we went to nagano but we've only been in kamakura itself for like six weeks and this whole time i've mostly been in like japanese speaking environments you know none of my japanese family and and friends no one really speaks English. So I've been like, oh, it's kind of weird. I know that there's like foreign visitors in Japan, but I don't really have any like foreign friends here or anything, whatever. I go run to this Cape, like, uh, you know, the bay in front of our house, Sagami Bay. It's like this big, this big open beach area. But if you run around the Cape, it's kind of like a narrower, rocky cliff area, which I really love. And I went over there yesterday and there was this dude, like just this white dude who was just, like sitting up at the top and he's just staring at me. And I was like, what? And he starts talking to me, but I was listening to my, I was banging my clips in my headphones a little too loud so I couldn't hear him. So I had to take the headphones off. And then he's like, he's like, I said, your beard is amazing or something. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. So we get to talking and he told me that he like studied in China or whatever at some monastery and he's like the monks there would grow their beards and say it was in honor of their mothers because their mothers uh their mothers gave them their bodies and so by growing your beard and your hair long you're like honoring your mother that's what this guy told me yesterday and so and i'm like but what does it mean if my mom hated my beard you know like <laughs> she was like aunt of my beard she's like well 
that's something you got to figure out in your own heart. And I was like, interesting conversation, gentlemen, <laughs> who I just met. <laughs> See you later. But that was a great opportunity. That was like the first time I got to have a conversation in English in person in a really long time. So that was nice. Beard talk. Beard talk. How's your beard, <laughs> How's your beard been? Are you are you trying to let that thing fly as you grab it, or are you trying to like kind of keep it manageable? Uh, I'm letting it fly a little bit, but I think my thing is like the the beard right on my chin grows at a way faster right rate than the rest of my face, and so like I have to keep on trimming the the chin part of it. I don't know if people want to know this. It's like pretty pretty mundane <laughs> shit. Yeah, hey, hey, tea time with Dweezy is falling off, bro. What's going on? Well, no. you know, uh, beard talk. <laughs> BT, BT, BT. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what I ate today? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Uh, Do we there's... have suggestions? <laughs> We're getting to that in a second. I want to hear what Spice said today. This is this is a little wreck, a little wreck before the wreck, uh, but. Uh, open market is kind of like a lunch sandwich spot deli that's also like double as a wine store like kind of hipster convenience store a lot of those popping up in la by the way and a lot of korean owned too so there's also uh uh like a new korean convenience store in little tokyo that's uh now i'm forgetting the name of it but like it's like yeah but it's like super cute yeah really like kind of like second generation maker products right like a little like off the beaten path, but like really beautiful packaging. But I had this sandwich called the Alhambra today. It's a Heinen chicken salad sandwich. Ooh, that sounds great. Heinen yeah. chicken salad sando. Yeah. And it's someone who just loved and they're very clear with the references. It's they said we love Savoy and we've been trying to emulate Savoy for a long fucking time. But we thought as just kids who love bread like we'd love to see what Heinen chicken tastes like on bread and they did a good job of making a fucking Heinen chicken sandwich dude and it's honestly dude I uh I want to say this is Josh Spice special it's officially special the sandwich is special guys so if you have a chance to to check it out I would definitely order the Alhambra they are available from 11 15 to close which is I think around 4 p.m what is the name of the restaurant again for the people? It's called Open Market. It's right there on Wilshire. Kind of a hard place to park near, but um, yeah, they were great like takeout delivery service too. I think they also run like a K-Town wine club out of there too, which is kind of interesting. But uh yeah, people with some 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 uh some cool branding, some cool tastes, and a hind and chicken sandwich, hind and chicken salad sandwich. So check it out. Open market, open market, go get that hind on guys that love savoy and they're like let's just we, we love savoy we love bread let's see what happens if we <laughs> the way, the way you uh, uh, i'm really i really want to try that slim you got any recos you know i'm gonna stay on the savoy theme i don't know if we ever recommended it uh the other hainan chicken spot that we had in temple city that i brought over called red chicken red chicken. Um, they do it if you like savoy or if you had hainan chicken this is like a Thai version where you could also order half and half where you'll get some fried chicken with some of the steamed chicken um, with their three different sauces that they have. Um, but yeah, amazing uh, portions are on point. Uh, yeah, if you guys are Hainan chicken 
fiends. It's that one Savoy and the one that's at um the Grand Central Market. I feel like are are, are the top dogs in the high market. Beautiful. Shout out, shout out to all the Hainan chicken fiends. I actually, there's a Hainan chicken. Well, it's actually a Singaporean restaurant that's here in Kamakura that we went to twice that had outstanding Hainan chicken rice. So yeah, we got it all over. Just you know, just wherever you're at, just look up Hainan chicken rice and just keep eating it, my fiends. Get get down on some. Um, my recommendation is a shameless self-promotion. Subscribe to Tea with Threes, the newsletter, at an inbox near you. There are free subscriptions available, and you don't have to pay a dime. <laughs> so, and, uh, that was a yeah. scary view. That's the first time I've seen your lips in like three years, bro. Please spread the beard open to show. A whole lot of mouth. <laughs> Wait, uh, three, how do we how do we subscribe? How do the people subscribe? Do they it's can you yeah. find it just on Substack or like what link is out? I think we'll it's nice. Out. I think it's nice is if you look up T with Dwee's probably on any portal to the digital world, <laughs> it'll it'll come up either via Instagram or Substack and all those things now I think link to each other. I'm just, you know, trying to catch that nice crossover of people who are really interested in uh like off the beaten path tea experiences as well as uh you know artists from nigeria and their latest albums you know there's a lot of crossover as as you guys know and as i've explained on this podcast i am always trying to think about what everyone the mass of people wants rather than the very narrow you know specific people so that's what it is no it's just a place where you can like read some of my writing i'm trying to just i'm trying to write more that's the that's the thing under my own name so if you enjoy reading writing or reading my writing, then come check it out. One disclaimer, or not one disclaimer, one encouraging note for the listeners who may only know Dweez through this audio format. Discovering Dweez through his writing is a different journey in itself. You'll see the neurosis of a man who's <laughs> quite tortured <laughs> and brilliant, who's constantly, his brain is just bouncing with Nigerian beats constantly in his head. <laughs> Um, but it's a special experience, man. And I'm, I was more than happy to to subscribe to it and, and, uh, chucking a buck towards, towards the, the goal of it. Cause I really do believe in like paying for great work and Dweez, your, uh, weekly newsletter should be that. Yeah. So. I'm shooting, yeah, I'm shooting, I'm shooting for weekly and I'm probably going to do like, I probably will get a little bit more refined about, you know, doing guides and like stuff behind a paywall at some point. And maybe even launching what has always been my dream, which is the podcast where only other people who've been guests on the podcast can listen to the podcast. Damn. So <laughs> <You're such laughs> like deliberately not trying to grow it. Like that's that's <laughs> my, my idea. You're so punk rock. Bro. I'm slow. I'm slow content. You know, I'm into slow content, super slow, syrupy content. There you go. Yo, if you Thank love... you for saying that, Spice, though. Those are really kind words. If you Subscribe. love FC, FC pod, a lot of it is the weird inner working of the Dweez's brain. So if you want to dig a little deeper into all the fucking rabbit holes that this man just dives into, yeah, I suggest you subscribe to Dweez's Big Boy Zanga. And it and it's just like the first <laughs> this is the first spin-off of FCFC, you know? We're gonna have lots of spin-offs. I'm still waiting for that dickhead hour to become a full-time YouTube series. Yeah, drinks. Maybe, I, I don't know dude I, don't, I just don't even enjoy alcohol like that anymore I'm washed 
Well, you could just call it Dickhead Hour, and it could be something else. It just could be Slim's Hour. I'm not as fun without alcohol, guys. I've been saying this from the beginning. Koreans need alcohol to be fun. I don't know, dude. You were pretty. You were pretty fun on mushrooms our last time at Budlong. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> and on that hey, note, man, Thelma might listen to this pod. Relax. I always felt bad after I found out she was listening. She's <laughs> the best. Shout out to Thelma. Uh, miss you, Thelma. On that note, y'all, this has been another episode of FCFC Pod. We love you. My FC FC FCFC. FSA, 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 FSA,